0: From Sarasota Memorial and the Deb Kabanoff Multimedia Studio, this is HealthCast, a healthy dose of information from experts you can trust.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to HealthCast. I'm Allison Godermeyer Thank you for joining us today as we discuss both inpatient and outpatient rehabilitation and the new physical medicine and rehab clinic at Sarasota Memorial. Our guest today... Dr. Stephen Papuchis, a physiatrist at Sarasota Memorial. Dr. Papuchis, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I think the first question so many patients ask is, what exactly is a physiatrist?
0: Well, a physiatrist is a physician that specializes in improving patients' function and quality of life after they've suffered some kind of medical illness or injury. So when you go to a doctor's office, most of the time you can pretty quickly identify their organ system. If you go to a cardiologist, they're your heart doctor. You go to an orthopedist, they're your bone doctor. But a physiatrist actually touches on multiple organ systems and the entire patient as a whole for a variety of different diagnoses. Essentially, if you've suffered an illness, an accident, an injury, pain that's causing you decreased quality of life, functional deficits, you're not able to act as independently as you once were back home, it's our job to help lead the care team to get you back on your feet and back to doing what you love to do.
1: Where is rehabilitation offered?
0: In the healthcare system in general, you can see physiatry on multiple levels of care. Here at Sarasota Memorial, we have an inpatient rehabilitation service and a new outpatient rehab service. The inpatient rehab service typically services patients who've just suffered a pretty severe trauma or illness that landed them in the hospital. They've become weak, they've lost use of an arm or a leg, or they need to be reconditioned, so they go to the inpatient hospital to get stronger and figure out how they're gonna get around their disability or get around their functional deficit so they can go home. The outpatient center is more for follow-up after a hospital visit, or for patients who in the you know, day-to-day life have injured an arm, have some pain, or are suffering some, some functional decline from a disabling condition, and they just need a little bit of help getting back to what they used to do.
1: So what you're saying is not everyone needs to have had a surgery or a hospital stay to require rehab, correct?
0: That's right. Most of my patients that we see on the outpatient side haven't had any of those. In fact, most of my patients that we see in the rehab clinic suffer from back pain or neck pain, shoulder pain. They injured themselves doing a weekend warrior uh, fun run or something like that. And it's my job to help figure out, okay, why did that happen? What can I do to immediately reduce that pain and deficit right now? And what type of plan can I put into place using our physical therapists who are amazing to get you back to doing all the things that you love to do?
1: Now, you did address inpatient rehab first. So I yes. want to talk a little bit about that. Is rehabilitation in the hospital only for post-surgical patients or all patients in the hospital?
0: It can be for anyone in the hospital that has suffered some sort of functional decline. And so what I mean is, you know, you have a job at work. Let's say you're a you know, postman and your job is to drive around delivering mail, lifting heavy objects, but you've suffered a heart attack. Well, you may not have lost limb, but that heart attack can make you really weak and deconditioned. So it could be our job to help you figure out, okay, how are we gonna utilize our muscles more efficiently while our heart's recovering from that heart attack? Or let's say you're a diabetic who maybe got an infection and had to have an amputation. It's our job to help you figure out, okay, how am I gonna walk around again? How am I gonna get around my house first at a wheelchair level? And then as the prosthesis comes in play how am i going to manage the new leg or the new limb how am i going to deal with all the changes that come with that there might be pain associated with that so an inpatient rehab stay is the kickoff point to build the foundation for your recovery once you leave the inpatient hospital sometimes patients they don't need any more rehabilitation care they've reached their level of independence and they can get on with their lives some patients may still need some rehabilitation they may need some tweaking for the various things that come along with any illness or disease. And that's where I can play a critical role in helping address those deficits, helping address those issues and improve your quality of life and function.
1: Does every single inpatient in the hospital need a physiatrist though?
0: Not necessarily, but I think there's always a role for someone in the rehabilitation team to improve your outcome once you're in the hospital and after you've left the hospital. There's so many things that can happen to you, even if you don't have a very specific functional decline, that you might need a little bit of rehab. And that's where our wonderful physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists really can play a critical role in giving you some building blocks, giving you some teaching, a home exercise program that you can take with you once you leave the hospital. Inpatient rehab are for those who've suffered a really significant setback in their overall function. And if they have a significant medical need that needs continued monitoring, those two things we can do on the inpatient level.
1: You also talked about outpatient rehab and how that can play a role after a patient leaves a hospital. But outpatient rehab isn't just for people who have been in the hospital. So if a patient is experiencing pain in their day-to-day life, how could they go about discussing the need for or potential need for outpatient rehabilitation?
0: Well, the first step usually is a good conversation with their primary care doctor. So again, you're, you're out running and you sprain your ankle and you're having difficulty walking. Having a discussion with your your primary care doctor could open that door to saying, hey, do I need rehabilitation services? Do I need to go see a physiatrist to really get a look at my ankle and figure out, okay, what's going on with the ankle and maybe why did I roll my ankle? Or if you're a pitcher, say you're in Little League or a high school pitcher and you're having some shoulder pain, it might be something about the way you're moving and the way you're throwing. Physiatrists like myself have trained to look at how your body moves and address those functional deficits in combination with a strong therapy team, like an occupational therapist or a physical therapist that can work on those muscle imbalances. You can also just reach out to our clinic directly and ask for a consultation with me. I'm more than happy to see anyone who feels like they need someone to take a look at, why am I hurting? You've been struggling this for a long time. You've been living with pain and no one deserves that. So anyone who's interested in getting an evaluation by a physiatrist and my team, You can visit our website at www.smh.com. You can search for physiatry care and you should have all the contact information there to make an appointment.
1: Who is a good candidate for rehabilitation? Are there candidates, are there patients who are not good candidates for rehabilitation?
0: Well, rehabilitation again exists on many different levels. So, depending on what your medical comorbidities are and the degree of disability, you may slide in at different areas. Generally speaking, for inpatient rehab, you need a significant enough medical comorbidity that requires a daily monitoring by a physician. so your blood pressure is not controlled or you've had a stroke and then needs medical management plus a functional decline if you don't have a lot of medical necessity but you still have those functional deficits the outpatient world is probably a better situation for you where you can come in to see a physician every couple of weeks or months and we can help coordinate a plan of care to address those functional deficits work on your pain potentially provide some injections to help reduce that pain and get you back to the things you like to do.
1: There is also a relatively newer offering at Sarasota Memorial, the Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Clinic. So I want to make sure we're differentiating. Can you talk about what exactly that is and who's a good candidate for a visit there specifically?
0: Sure. Anyone who has an issue with pain, mobility, they've suffered a stroke, they have a spinal cord injury, a brain injury, it's a very broad mix of patients. If you've suffered from one of those things and you're still having difficulty getting back to the things you like to do, your recreational activities, you've lost your work and you need help getting back to getting back to work these are all things that i can see and i can help coordinate a plan to get you back to those things to some degree
1: tell us more about what exactly happens in that pmr clinic what should a patient expect if they're coming to see you there
0: so my approach is to provide a comprehensive evaluation for anyone who comes in the door to see what's going on and address your deficits as well as your goals i have an hour visit with all of my new patients to really talk about What are the things that are bothering you? What are your concerns and what can I do to benefit them? We move on to a complete physical examination. I really focus on how the patient is moving, how you're moving, what's causing your pain, what might be influencing your deficits. From there, we may suggest getting extra tests like MRIs or X-rays, maybe some lab work that may shed light on a systemic disease that's contributing to this to come up with a comprehensive program to treat your functional need. Usually a patient will walk out the door with a prescription for a physical therapy program because our therapists are there to help address those biomechanical deficits and muscle imbalances that often contribute to focal areas of pain and disability. After that, I see patients on a fairly routine basis as we work through these different deficits. You may be having severe pain. We utilize medications or injections to really calm down that area of pain to facilitate a more active program so you can get back the things that you wanna do, whether it be work or recreation, I wanna make sure that I'm improving your function and your quality of life, and that's my main focus.
1: And can you also talk about the role that rehabilitation plays sometimes in avoiding the operating room? So many patients think, oh, I've got this shoulder pain or I've got this neck pain that me- or back pain, whatever it is, that means an orthopedic surgeon is gonna tell me that I have to have surgery, or whatever your pain is, a surgeon is gonna tell me I have to have surgery, But you get a lot of referrals from surgeons who say, it's not time for surgery, there's another option.
0: Correct, that happens all the time. In fact, most patients don't even need surgery. Most patients have been dealt with Band-Aids, basically. Here's some medications, You know, here's some injections without a plan. Those things I tend to find not to be as effective. So they end up going to their surgeons and the surgeons say, you really haven't had a comp- you know, complete look at this. Maybe we should try something else because once you've had surgery, you can't undo that. It's, it's permanent. So if it's not the right surgery, or it may not even be the right problem, because someone hasn't looked at it that way. So if you come to me, my goal is to, again, address kind of how you're moving, is maybe you're having shoulder pain, but it's not necessarily a focal shoulder problem. It's actually a back problem and how you're moving and how your forces are transferring from your low back through your neck and down the shoulder that's causing the issue. If we address the movement pattern, the shoulder pain typically gets better. Or if you may have a small tear or something, you might not need surgery to repair it. You may just need an injection or some medication to calm that down, paired with a comprehensive program to address strengthening the shoulder, stabilizing the rotator cuff muscles, and working on improving the range of motion. And with time, most patients do get better. There are some patients that ultimately do require surgery. And yeah, I do see patients who've been referred to me. I take a look at their body patterns, I take a look at their exam, correlate it with their imaging, and I'll let you know if this isn't something that I don't think I can really help you with, in the short or long term, and surgery is probably your best option. And that's the way we work with all of our um, orthopedic colleagues or surgical colleagues with those type of issues.
1: Now, when it comes to inpatient and outpatient rehab, throughout this conversation we've had, you've addressed patients that have such a variety of problems, mm-hmm. such a variety of needs, and not every one of those patient is gonna have the same outcome from therapy or even the same goals. Can you right. talk about the importance of setting realistic goals and setting goals that really get the patient back to as close to what they can as possible.
0: Right, so my approach is always, we have to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. In other words, if someone's had a stroke, it's devastating. They may lose the the ability to walk. They may be weak on one side of their body, have difficulty speaking or thinking. And we have to prepare the patient and their family for if nothing changes from this point forward, how are you going to be functional? How are we gonna maximize your quality of life and get you as close as we can to the person you were before? And not always that can happen, but we try to instill hope and we try to instill work ethics into our patients because those first few months after an injury, after a stroke are really critical to work hard to get that recovery. And sure enough, most of our patients will have slow incremental improvement and having those conversations about okay what are your realistic goals what are the short-term goals and our long-term goals what are the things we need to do to get there and not setting goals that are truly unrealistic because that just sets patients up for disappointment so having a provider that can have a frank conversation with those patients knowing the outcome measures knowing the literature that says this is where you are this is where you're likely going to get i hope i can get you further but we need to get to point A, B, and C before we can get to X, Y, and Z. So let's focus on this, and as we cross that bridge, across those bridges when we get there, we can refocus our goals on the next problem. So the relationships we have with our patients aren't just, I'm gonna see you once or twice and that's it. The relationships I develop with my patients very often are lifelong relationships.
1: But not everyone needs long-term care right that's
0: that's very true some patients we can get to their goals pretty quickly and those patients are just as rewarding because you see those instances of patients getting better very quickly they go to your therapy program we do injections or we just work on how they're moving and something clicks and they just feel so much better and we can let them go back to doing what they want to do and i always tell them like i'm always here if something else comes up because most of the time something does but for the most part, when patients get better really quickly, it's really rewarding as well. So it's not just long-term care. Again, if something new has popped up and you need to you know, address it quickly, that's what I'm here for. Now, what
1: about um, outpatient rehab patients? How soon might they start seeing results? I mean, how how re- how rewarding is it for the patient when they might start noticing, that was an easier task for me to do today? Oh
0: yeah, no, that's that's great. It's when patients figure out like, oh, I can write better all of a sudden, my arm isn't as tight, I haven't been able to reach up and get the dishes off of, you know, in my cabinet for weeks because my shoulder's been killing me. And a lot of that depends on the patient themselves and how bad their deficit is. But typically speaking, if you go into a physical therapy program, you can start to see some changes within three or four weeks. You can start seeing strength gains at the six to eight week mark. Some patients a little bit quicker, Some patients, it takes a little bit longer and it depends on their medical comorbidities, their age, how active they were beforehand. But patients surprise me. You see these little old ladies who seem to be really debilitated and they get better really quickly. And then you have some younger athletes who seem to be able to do everything, but they really struggle with certain things. And that's where the challenge lies. That's what my role is, is to really figure out, okay, why aren't we getting better? Let's take the time you know, get back to the drawing board, see what's different, see what's changed, and figure out why aren't you getting better, come up with a plan and execute it.
1: And can you talk about some of the tools that we have here at Sarasota Memorial in the gym that really help people do those day-to-day tasks? It's not just, can you lift a weight or can you stand up? There are actual tools to, can I get back in the car? Can I, can I go grocery right. shopping?
0: Right, with our inpatient and outpatient gyms, if you ever go walk through them or ever have the privilege of working with our therapist, you see all this fun equipment that can help you get more functional. So for instance, in spinal cord patients who can't walk, we have these overhead lifts that we can harness patients into, get them weight bearing through their legs to varying degrees and have therapists help walk with them on a treadmill. We have, if you're in a wheelchair, we have these sliding boards where people can practice sliding back and forth to get in and out of their car. There's different equipment to help you reach high places. If you're struggling with shoulder arthritis and you just can't move your arm up, they have extenders to help make you help get you to reach those things or to help put your socks and your shoes on. And all of these things require a skilled therapists to show you how to use them, how to appropriately use them so you're safe and you're using them correctly to get you more functional. Because sometimes you just need a little bit of help with these things, and sometimes they become permanent fixtures in patients' lives that at first patients may seem as a hindrance, but when they realize this is to get you independent, this is to help you be functional, they end up really loving them because now I can do things on my own that I haven't been able to do in quite some time.
1: Awesome. Well, Dr. Papuchas, thank you so much for joining us and for giving us a little insight into what goes on in the rehab pavilion here. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Very happy to be here.
1: And thank you to everyone who's joined us for this episode of HealthCast. We encourage everyone in our community who's interested in learning more to visit smh.com and get the latest information from Sarasota Memorial. Have a great day.